morning let's turn our bibles to psalm 103 psalm 103 verses 1 to 5 psalm 103 verses 1 to 5 bless the lord o my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name Bless the Lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles you know as we are coming closer to the end of the year as i said it is important that we turn back to see what the lord has done in our lives here david is praising god and he is singing praises to god and he says bless the lord o my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord o my soul and forget not all his benefits you know what are the benefits david is talking about you know we are not really familiar too familiar with the word with the term benefits that's what my version says i don't know what your version says you know most of the time we look at what we get from the lord we either consider that is a gift of god or it's a mercy or or it is his grace is what she, he is showing upon our lives but many times we don't really think that it is a benefit you know for me it's a benefit is you know when in my workplace for example you know they decided to give me an additional bonus which, which they are they are not giving anyway so which they decided to give me give me an additional bonus and probably you know they will uh, we i may consider that as a benefit or they say that you know we are just slightly increasing your allowances we i may consider it is an additional benefit that i am getting from someone else it is true in the worldly term but when we put that in in, you know, in the in the, in the heavenly perspective benefit it doesn't really you know sound well at this place but david is using the word benefits i believe it is benefit is something which is tangible which is you know which which we can we can experience in our day to day thing that's what is benefit there is a difference between saying that blessing and the benefit are the grace and mercy of god which is always this there upon us but the benefit is something which i can just get in my hand and enjoy and experience and i am sure for that reason david is saying forget not all his benefits that we have experienced in our lives and he goes on and on and listing all the benefits that we carry we get you know in our lives he's saying forget not all his benefits you know forgetting the blessings is the nature of man the nature of human is forgetting the blessings what we receive but god is in the other way god is in the other way he is always giving you know even though we forget the blessings what we receive in our lives god is always helping that's the nature of god 
you know when we receive help from someone and we tend to forget it and you know as time goes by we just tend to forget those blessings we receive the benefits or the help what we receive from people but in spite of all this there are some people they always just want to help you know I come across in my lifetime there are people they just always want to bless others they don't expect anything and if you try to do something to them they say that oh just forget about me and I'm just a single man or woman I just have everything all that I need just don't worry about me I have everything with me don't worry about it anything you know there are people around us they just always want to bless somebody they just want to be a blessing for someone so as I said quite often forgetting the benefits what we receive is in the nature of men but remembering to bless us is the nature of God God always takes pleasure in you know in blessing our lives as I said earlier Jesus cleansed the ten lepers but only one came back to give thanks to God in Luke chapter 17 verses 11 to 19 we read the whole thing we will not read the entire scripture now and in verse 17 especially Luke 17 17 when the one man came after he was cleansed from the leprosy Jesus turned and looked at him and asked where there not ten cleansed but where are the nine where there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner because he was a Samaritan you know all these own people they just received the blessing and they walk out of him but only this stranger who is a Samaritan he came thanking God so that shows the heart of Jesus that he expects us to thank him in all that we receive as we live on this earth it is not that you know God expects our thanksgiving it's not that God is just waiting there for us to go and thank him but it, it is the expectation of God that men, men to turn back to God you know there is a difference we cannot expect the way man expects you know if today if I help somebody tomorrow I may expect whether that person has to come and talk to me at least whether has, that person has to come and tell me that once he gets a benefit you know that, that's one of the complaints of you know most of the prayer warriors you know then people send the prayer request for us to pray we pray for their issue right we fast and pray for their issue but then when their problem is solved they don't even bother to let us know we will continue to pray for them then you know um, uh, the, the problem is already taken care I remember there are you know uh, people whom we, we were praying for for them to get babies right we were praying that Lord you should keep them baby Lord but then the baby is born and then baby has grown up and it's about to now get one year one year, year old now we don't know we still continue to pray for the babies right probably God may multiply them that's true but then we never knew that you know God has given the first baby already right so that's some of our questions and complaints saying that oh they don't even bother to let us know after the you know after something has happened and it is true the nature of man is expect to let them know let them know at least what is going on in their lives but you know when God says that you need to thank me I don't think he's expecting our thanks even of course he's expecting our thanks but more than that he expects us to turn back to him he expects us to come back to him you know we receive so many benefits from God but God expects us to come back to God God expects us to be with him not to go away from him one writer says one of the main reasons that we lose our enthusiasm 
to do things for God, to do, you know, live godly in our, in our lives is because we become ungrateful. We become ungrateful, you know, we, we, don't, we, we don't really come back and thank God. You know, the, if we don't thank God for all that He is giving us, what will happen eventually is we will lose that enthusiasm. It is important to receive, same time it is also important to be in touch with God and tell Him, Lord, I just thank you for all that I receive. He goes on and he says, we let what was once miracle become common to us. One point of time, we were just praying to God, Lord, I need this health in my body. And God healed us. But now once God healed us, it becomes very common for us. You know, some point of time, for example, if I couldn't walk with my leg, it was so paining, so hurting. And then I asked every whole church to pray for me, and then they all prayed for me, and I got healed. But now every day I walk, but I don't remember that. It becomes so common. You know, the blessings once we are waiting for, longing for from God, the moment you received and we start experiencing that in our lives, it becomes so common to us. So we get so accustomed to His goodness, it becomes a routine in our lives. But if you do that, then we lose the enthusiasm to serve God. We lose the fervor or the strength to you know, serve God. So it is important to remind, you know, grateful or the heart of gratitude. Another one says, Harry Ann said, he says, we would worry less if we praise more. That's true. We would worry less if we praise more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. So it is important. Not that we know God is expecting us to thank always. But it is even for our benefit. The moment you are filled with worry, start praising God. Start thanking God. Start praising God. That's a, you know, weapon with which, that's a tool with which we can overcome the worry in our lives. Thanksgiving is an enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. You know, at times I am not satisfied with what I have. But then, instead, it is better to thank God for what I have. You know, when we start thanking God for what we have, it will remove the dissatisfaction or it will remove the feeling that I don't have the other stuff in my life but I start thanking God instead what I have what God has given me in my life another author writer he says we pray for the big things and forget to give thanks for the ordinary small gifts that we experience you know, we pray for big stuff. We pray that, Lord, you need to give me a big church and full people, you know, church filled with people. That is good to pray. But what about the people who are sitting here? We forget to thank God for those who are with us, the numbers with who are with us, the children who are with us, the space, the facility God has given us. You know, God expects us to, you know, be satisfied. Thanking God, in thanking God. At the same time, he's not just saying that you settle for the least. No, we need to move forward because our God is a big God. He's asking us to ask him big things because He, once we ask big things to God, he's going to answer. But at the same time, never forget to thank God. You know, many of the ministers of God, many of the ministries today, you know, they just forget the way they have started. 
they have they, they just easily forget the way you know they have just started the ministry but it is important that every time we need to turn back to God to know you know from where we have come it is important now as David is saying here he is looking at his soul and he is talking to his soul and he is saying don't forget the blessings the benefits that we receive from God you know there are in the scripture we read five different blessings five different benefits that we received from God and that's what we are going to go through today let's read verse 3 who forgives all your iniquities who forgives Psalm 103 verse 3 who forgives all our iniquities the first benefit that we are enjoying today is the forgiveness of our sin the first and foremost important benefit that we experience in every one of our lives is the forgiveness of sins. You know, one thing that man is ever fighting with is his conscience. You know, every time man is going through a fight with his own conscience, you know as we know people can hide things from others but they cannot even hide things from God and they cannot hide things in their conscience you know when we do something wrong and if we are true children of God our conscience speaks to us and it tells us that you are a sinner before God you know, man has been often fighting to find a way to escape from the, you know, the hurt, the, the voice of his conscience. But it is impossible. One day or other, man will realize all that evil that he is doing in his life. When he realizes that he is sinful in his nature and he needs somebody to talk to. He needs somebody to go to. You know, if there is something wrong in our heart we don't keep quiet I cannot keep quiet you know if there is nobody else I can share that I just go to God and tell him Lord there is something wrong in my life I need your forgiveness and that same sense is true with everybody it's not just only with the children of God even with ungodly it is true you know at the end of the day if they do something wrong and then they just go to their bed they can't just sleep because there is an inner voice within them telling that you are guilty you are wrong you know why there are people they try to commit their lives they try to end their lives you know they feel that guiltness guilty you know is conscience too much in their lives they cannot handle it anymore you know we have come across the suicide of many of the you know the 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 uh, the, 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 the popular figures right the celebrities why they you know come to an end such an end because their conscience is so heavy within them they can't even handle it you know many may say that you know God has forgiven but you know they all look for and a a sense of forgiveness in their mind today it's it's open saying that you know there is God he forgives me because God is they don't even refer to which God it is God is 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 merciful he's compassionate he forgives but you know they say that but they don't get that conscience cleansed they don't get that forgiveness the sense of forgiveness in their life in mark chapter 2 in mark chapter 2 we read an important scripture there let's go to mark chapter 2 
if we can read verse 10 to 11 Mark chapter 2 verse 10 verse 10 to 11 but that you may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins this is a very very important scripture it says son of man has the power on this earth to forgive sins and then he said to the paralytic I say to you arise take up your bed and go to your house and immediately there is a healing because that healing was not happening because of the sins in his life and Jesus is making it very clear and he's saying that son of man has the power to cleanse our sins you know only Jesus Christ said this on this earth no one else has said that I have an authority or I have a power to cleanse your sin and Jesus is saying in another place son be of good cheer your sins are forgiven to you even at the cross Jesus said father God forgive them for they do not know what they do you know our Jesus is a God who forgives our sins you know today man has you know man is going to some other places thinking that his sins will be forgiven but no and people think that you know confessing sins to some other man some other human will forgive their sins not at all there is no way they can receive that forgiveness what they are expecting because they forget the fact that he is another ordinary man like you and me who is going through who is going through the similar situation similar struggle what even I go through how do you make sure if you go and confess your sins to someone someone else and how do you make sure that he is sin free you know he is full of sins in his life and he is trying to find a way to come out of sins and how do we go and confess our sins to, to him and what benefit it is going to give in my life you know people think that going to pilgrimage you know especially in our countries you know people go and walk miles after miles thinking that they will get the forgiveness of sin they will keep thinking that you know their sins will be forgiven you know they, they do all sort of things to come out of sins and you know what Jesus Christ is the only way he is the only means of receiving that forgiveness of sin when David right here he is putting the, that as the first thing the first and the foremost blessing that I experience from God is who forgives all my iniquities who forgives all my sins you know I don't know whether you feel it feel about it this is the most precious blessings as a child of God you and I today experience is the forgiveness of my sins forgiveness, forgiveness of our sins and it is a wonderful privilege that we experience the blessings the benefit that we experience God Almighty forgives my sins and today I can go and stand before him and call him above father because I know for sure for hundred percent sure his my sins are forgiven forgiven and my sins are washed by his blood secondly verse 3 says who heals all your diseases who heals all your diseases you know today as human we worry about the sickness we have in our body we worry about the sickness we have in our body you know when we go and get the doctor's report we all just you know take look at the report and see wherever the report is highlighted saying that high 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 you know everything is high and when you take the report and the doctor looks at the report she doesn't or he doesn't really worry about what is good in your life 
what is within within the range and he or she will look at only those highs and then highlight those things and say that your sugar level is very high your cholesterol level is very high and you have this problem that problem you know that's what the doctor tells us and we look at the report and we get the doctor's report and say that yeah I have this problem I have so many other problems going on in my life that's what human but we never realize how many of our organs in our body are healthy today do we any any time do we think about it do we say that Lord I thank you because I have good eyes I don't need to wear glass even at this age Right? So do we t- say that, you know, I thank God because I have strong legs with which I can walk. I thank God I have two hands, I can stretch and do all that I need. I may have some difficulty. I may go through some sickness. But Lord, there are so many things they are good. They are all healed by you. You know, we fail to realize. At times, you know, we think that we receive healing when our sickness is gone. But that's not true. That's not true. We don't need to become sick. We don't need to get sickness in our body. But we are healed. We are healed. That's why we don't get sickness. We fail to realize that. You know it is true. It is true. But we don't have that, that eyes to see those things happening in our life. You know if we are truly true. If God opens our spiritual eyes. Or I don't know what eyes it is. You know what subconscious mind it is. If that is opened. Probably we know there is healing taking place in our body. Today we don't fall sick because we are healed. It's not that you know we are not falling sick because we are so strong. Or everything is perfect. No it is not true it is not true we fail to realize that we don't fall sick because we are healed already you know when God says that healing is the inheritance of his children that's what he meant he doesn't mean that really you need to fall sick and there is somebody preaching or praying for you and you will get healed no not at all when he says healing is an inheritance it is part of our body it is already in our body that healing of God is already in my body that's what David is saying who heals all your diseases we don't need to know that there is a healing already taken place we don't need to know it it has already taken place because the word of God says so who heals all our sicknesses you know some of the as I said some of the uh, you know, lab results when we look at it doctor may say that you are not really fit to be healthy you are not really fit on the other day my doctor was saying that I have never seen such a count in my experience I see in your report I said it is good it doesn't really matter it may new for you too maybe it's an experience for you you learn it it is true then you know doctor may say that things may extraordinary by looking at the report but you know what the word of God says word of God doesn't say that it says that I'm your healer that's it there is nothing else I am your healer that's what the word of God says we are alive today we are healed today and we are perfect today in the presence of God you know all that will help us to increase our faith all the scripture on healing all the teaching we listen in healing all the miracle crusade we take part all the miracle prayers we have will all help us to increase our faith but you don't need any of that to get healed we don't believe that we will get healed only in the church we don't believe that we will get healed only when we pray in the anointing because anointing is in already in every one of us our healing can take place as we walk 
as we drive as we are at home as we are at our workplace God can heal our body and here the man of God is thanking God Lord God because I thank you because I experienced that benefit when he says benefit he's going through it he's experiencing it in his lifetime let's turn our Bible to Isaiah chapter 53 the very familiar scripture where we read some of the scriptures about healing Isaiah 53 verse 5 Isaiah 53 verse 5 word of God says but he was wounded for our transgressions it talks about our Lord Jesus Christ he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement for our peace was upon him and what is the last verse is can we read it together and by his stripes we are healed and by his stripes we are healed that's what the word of God says let's turn to Exodus chapter 15 verse 26 Exodus chapter 15 Exodus chapter 15 verse uh, 26 here the word of God says for I am the Lord who heals you I am the Lord who heals you you know word of God is so specific there is no other God there is no other means of for you to receive the healing children of Israel they were walking in the wilderness and there was no doctor and there is the, the, the atmosphere the weather condition is you know uh, so adverse it, it is not you know uh, helping them to remain healthy but in the midst of all this God Almighty is telling them I am your healer I am your healer let's run let's turn our Bible to Mark chapter 15, 16 Mark chapter 16 verses 17 and 18 here what of God says Jesus says in fact Mark 16 let's read from 16 he who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned verse 17 and these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover from their sicknesses you know today that's what God Almighty is telling us when David praises God saying that the benefit that I experienced today from you Lord it is my health it is the healing that I experience from in your presence Lord and he is just thanking God for the health that he experiences every day in his life and if you go a little further the third blessings that God that David is telling that he is experiencing in his lifetime it is yet another important blessings we read that in verse 4 who redeems your life from destruction the third blessing the benefit that we receive as children of God is the redemption from destruction it means we are redeemed in our lives from death the destruction simply the other versions put it like it's a death situation will you know take us away from the face of this earth who redeemed my life from the destruction David started praising God and thanking God he is talking to his soul and he is saying that my soul forget not all the benefits that you are experiencing in your life because first of all who forgive my sins and secondly who healed already my diseases and thirdly he already redeemed my life from the destruction you know the third thing is very very important because we are alive today by the grace of our God 
You know how many of us or how many of our relatives and friends and family members they have seen the beginning of this year and today they are not with us. Today they are not alive with us. But you know it is a privilege that God has given to you and me to be in the land of the living. You know when I, when I lost my dad I never imagined that he will I will lose him in this year. He was well alive and well strong and sound in the beginning of the year but now he is no more. You know it is true in every one of our lives the people whom we see around we don't see them little later and today we are alive and that's what David is saying. He redeemed me from the destruction. He redeemed me from the death in my life. You know we never uh, you know we never expect such situation in, in, in our lives. Things will happen in an unexpected way in our lives. You know there are many lives you know they go through accidents. You know they would never expect such a thing will happen. You know I remember uh, in, a, in a deadly accident in one of our extended families you know they were in, living in Bangalore in India uh, they just uh, got a new house, new home and we were not there but our other relatives were there they just entered into the new home they built the new home and uh, you know they dedicated the new home inaugurated the first housewarming everything happened on that day and the night that couple they went to bed and you know when that happened in the night you know mid of the night she came down to just you know warm uh, water she just came and she just uh, light uh, switched on uh, she just lit the gas towel that's all happened and that just within a fraction of a second there is a just blow there is a fire everywhere and she was just consumed in fire and hearing that he came running forward and trying to rescue her then little later he was just totally consumed by the fire it all just happened in the very same night they dedicated the new house and then later found out that they had the gas connection the, the, the gas there is a real you know the gas um, and there is some leakage in the new plumping line which they made and nobody knew about it and there is no smell they could smell just the one night the whole family is just gone you know things may happen in our lives unexpectedly at any moment and today we are alive we are not got into the destruction we are alive today because of the grace of God and David here is thanking God because he found out that it is a benefit that he is experiencing from the presence of God I just want to read uh, some of the scriptures from Ecclesiastes the book after Proverbs, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1 to 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1 to 12. I think it is important. It will help us. It will give a good pros- in a perspective about our life today on this earth. Let me read that. Just carefully follow it. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Let's read from verse 2. All things come alike to all and here you know Solomon is writing and he's saying that things will happen you know in the same way to all all things come alike to all one even hap- event happens to the righteous and the wicked to the good the clean and the unclean to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice as is the good so is the sinner he who takes an oath as he who fears and oath verse 3 this is an evil in all that is done under the sun 
that one thing happens to all truly the hearts of the sons of men are full of evil madness is in their hearts while they live and after that they go to the dead verse 4 but for him who is joined to all the living there is hope for a living dog is better than a dead lion I was just thinking about it for a moment today morning a living dog at least it has life in it but even though it's a lion it is already dead and there is no use with that lion because it is already dead a living dog is better than that and verse 5 for the living know that they will die everybody under the sun but the dead know nothing and they have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten for the memory uh, also their love their hatred and their envy have now perished everything they had when they were living on this earth it's no more it may be a fame or it may be a shame or whatever they have gone through it is no more and never more will they have a share in anything done under the sun go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart for God has already accepted your works verse 8 let your garment always be white do not sin that's what he says and let your head lack no oil don't you know limit the anointing upon your life you need to continue to live in that anointing that's what it says verse 9 live joyfully with the wife whom you love all the days of your life vain life which he has given you under the sun all your days of vanity for that is your portion in life and in the labor which you perform under the sun verse 10 whatever your hand finds to do do it with your might for there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going you know what he is talking about is our life on this earth our life on this earth is kept for a destruction one day whether we like it or not and it happens to everybody if the same thing happens you know to to the wicked and to the godly and to the ungodly that's what he saw on the face of this earth but now here is a man of God thanking God because Lord I know that I'm kept for destruction but then your mercy and your grace has decided to spare yet another year in my life you know that's why we are thankful to God Lord we are not just consumed along with the wicked on this earth we are thankful to you because Lord you decided to keep me alive for yet another year in Job chapter 14 in Job chapter 14 verse 7 to 10 if you can read Job chapter 14 verses 7 to 10 word of God says for there is hope for a tree you know it is so true Job chapter Job chapter, uh, chapter 14 verse 7 for there is hope for a tree if it is cut down that it will sprout again and that its tender shoots will not cease though it its root may grow old in the earth and its stump may die in the ground yet at the scent of water it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant but man dies and is laid away indeed he breaths his last and where is he 
He's saying, even if we cut down a branch of a tree and just put it on the ground, when the rainwater falls on that, it will sprout. But then when man dies and goes away, where is he? See, the life on this earth is fragile. But we need to be thankful to God because God has given us life. God has given us breath today. So David is thanking. The third reason why he is thanking God here, because God has given us life today. Let's move further. Fourthly, he's saying, let's go to Psalm 103 verse 4. Psalm 103 verse 4, he's saying, who redeemed your life from the destruction? Now he is saying, who crowns with you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Loving kindness and tender mercies. In another psalm, Psalm 25 verse 6, I will read it for you. Psalm 25 verse 6. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindness, for they are from of old. What are these loving kindness and tender mercies of God? What are these loving kindness? It looks like it's a kind of old fashioned fashioned words, right? Loving kindness and tender mercies. You know, but the way I understand loving kindness and tender mercies, let's read another psalm, it may help us. Psalm 145. Psalm 145. And, and you know, it is very, very important that we know what we are talking about here. Psalm 145. Let's read 8 to 9. Psalm 145, 8 and 9. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. So what are these tender mercies and loving kindness of our God? Here the scripture says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. Some of the areas of God, God Almighty, I struggle to understand is this part. He is full of compassion. We know that he is a God of vengeance, he is a God of justice. But not only that, he is also a God of compassion. And gracious, full of compassion. And he is slow to anger and great in mercy. He is slow to anger. What does it mean? I find it difficult at times to understand the greatness and the goodness of God in this way. You know, God is full of compassion. Can you imagine a God who is full of compassion? You know, we find it difficult. The way we deal with people at times, it is difficult. That we are not able to show that compassion, or we are not able to show, uh, you know, that grace to people at times. But in spite of all that we do, you know, God is still full of compassion. You know, God is full of compassion. It is hard to understand. It is hard to understand. But that the truth is, the word of God says, Our Lord is gracious. And our Lord is full of compassion. And you know, yet another thing about our God, He is slow to anger. He is slow to anger. And great in mercy. 
and verse 9 says the Lord is good to all you know there is no partiality in the in, in the sight of God he is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his work he's such a compassionate and passionate God and in verse Psalm 103 as we see the fourth aspect of our God what of God says you crown you you who crown you with loving kindness and tender mercies loving kindness the way I understood loving kindness of God is a timely love I just want you to think about it for a moment the loving kindness of our God it shows it's a timely love timely love and a timely kindness you know today there are people in this world they look at things when people go through a lot of sufferings and they don't really care about what they are going through in their lives you know but, but there are some people out there they are just there just to help always when people are in need and you can just find them there helping them that's how I understand the loving kindness of our God you know you, you remember there was a man who was traveling and on his way he was attacked by the thief thieves there and there are people just passing by nobody was there but then there was a Samaritan there he was just giving that timely help that's what is the loving kindness means our God is a God who crowns us with the loving kindness it means we get the timely help when we need help and that's the time we see our Lord showing up there you know we have heard many testimonies people that decided to commit their life and end their lives they want to commit suicide but they're just walking on their way to end their life and God appeared them on their way you know that's how our God is you know David when he has gone through you know such a terrible time in his life and when he just turned back his life probably an year probably you know quite a few years a decade a decade he has just turned back and he is just seeing what his, he has gone through and he's just thanking God in Psalm 103 first of all he is saying thanking that my soul don't forget all the benefits that you experience in your life first of all the benefit first the foremost benefit who forgive all my sins and secondly he is saying that who has healed all my sicknesses as I said the healing is taking place in our body without our knowledge it's not that one point of time God wants to heal us that's the time God is healing us because we have fallen in sickness but then we have not fallen in sickness in our lives because God has already healed us in our lives and David is able to experience that and he is saying that thank God because God has already healed you and thirdly he is saying who has redeemed your life from the destruction who has redeemed your life from the death and today we are alive today and we are thanking God fourthly God, he is thanking God for his loving kindness and for the tender mercies of God and again tender mercies means showing mercy out of a tender heart showing mercy out of a tender heart loving kindness as I understand it is a timely help God can give us and there are some exception people on this earth who can be there you know in the right time when we are in need of help and there are tender mercies of God showing mercy out of a heart out of a tender heart you know generally the word of God talks about our heart 
yesterday we were you know talking about it our heart is full of evil that's what the word of God talks about but you know God continuously works in our lives so that our heart becomes tender our heart becomes tender and if still if our not heart is not tender there is something wrong in our heart still our heart is hard and God works in such a way that our heart becomes tender and we will extend mercies to others we will show mercies to others and our God's heart is such a tender heart and David realizes that in his life and he is saying that you crowns you who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies and finally fifthly he is saying in verse 5 Psalm 103 verse 5 who satisfies your mouth with good things Psalm 103 verse 5 who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles what does it mean I was just you know pondering upon this a little bit today morning who satisfies my mouth with good things you know when a man or woman is satisfied on this earth when I satisfy my mouth when I satisfy my mouth you know I'm what I'm talking about you know when I am so hungry I desperately longing for food the moment I have enough food I'm done I'm satisfied that's one aspect to look at it the other aspect to look at it what David is saying here you satisfies who satisfies your mouth with good things what does it mean our God puts a word in our mouth and when we speak that word of goodness in our lives that's where we see the satisfaction of God let's read uh, some of the scriptures first Peter first Peter 3 verse 3 chapter 3 verse 10 first Peter first Peter chapter 3 verse 10 says Let's read that. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. You know, Peter is writing the way we are supposed to use our mouth or our tongue. And what he is saying is, refrain your tongue from the deceit or from the evil. And you know what God expects us to use our tongue? God expects us to use our tongue for something is good. And David has experienced that. You know most of the time when he was in the wilderness, he was using his tongue to praise God. To bring glory to his name. That's how he was using his tongue. And God expects us to do the same thing. You know when the angels announced the birth of Lord Jesus Christ to Mary, do you know what was her response to that? And she just said, be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. You know, that's a one good example to use our word, our tongue. Mary would have said, how is it possible? Lord, it shouldn't happen to me. No, a humble heart like Mary was willing to accept the will of God in her life. And she said, Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. It, was, it wasn't until Mary spoke that word that miracle took place in her. 
If Mary would have rejected the will of God in her life, that miracle would not have taken place in the life of Mary. Probably God would have found another virgin for the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. But Mary was the right person there because she was able to accept and she was able to speak the word that resembles, that shows her faith in God. You know, God expects us to speak such things as we live on this earth. Now, I have many scriptures here to go. We will not have time to go through all this. You know, God expects us to use our mouth in a special way, in a particular way. You know, we know that the mouth can speak evil things, but the same mouth also can praise God. The mouth can curse, it can be used to curse somebody, but with the same mouth we can also bless somebody. And God expects his children to be a blessing. And God, uh, David says here, who satisfies our mouth with good things. You know, he doesn't want to put bad things and evil things in our mouth, but instead God has put good things in my mouth. And today God expects us, you know, to thank him because God has put that you know that word in our mouth you know when we speak to our children when we speak to somebody who is in need God is helping us to speak such good things in our lives you know as we speak the word of God as we speak a word of encouragement and today you know we know that is our words are encouraging them our not, words are not putting them down but instead our words are helping them to come up in their lives and God is some uh, you know is such a graceful God gracious God today and they David as we read in Psalm 103 he is saying he is talking to his soul my soul do not forget all the benefits that you are experiencing your God has forgiven your sins and there is we found out there is no other name under the heaven on the earth other than the name of Jesus Christ to forgive our sins and he is thanking God because God has forgiven his sins secondly is thanking God because God has healed his diseases and we, as we said we are healed today because our God is a healing God as I said we don't look at the sickness and say that I will come out of the sickness because I am healed I am healed because I'm not falling into sickness you know that's the faith of a child of God there are many sicknesses are not attacking my body there are many organs in my body they are alive today they are well functioning because they already received the healing of God you know that's what David is saying he healed my sicknesses thirdly who redeemed your life from destruction the life on this earth is so fragile at any moment anything can happen to this life and at the end of this year you know God has given us health and strength and we are alive we are not destroyed we are not dead anymore we are alive today because of the you know great mercies of God and David is thanking God and he's saying I thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies your timely help and your tender heart when I call upon you you are there to help me and finally he's saying that you satisfy me my mouth with good things and so that your youth is renewed like the eagle you know the words we speak gives us strength today the words of blessings the words of encouragement the words of joy the words words of nurturing somebody you know when we speak that what happens in our life there is a strength within our lives and what that strength does it will renew us like the that of the eagles you know as the eagle wait upon the wait upon in their time in their lifetime to renew their strength the words we speak will renew our lives and we will have more strength to live on this earth for a, in a, a godly life and today morning god is speaking to us